0: I never do know what I might say. I just want to follow the Lord. Uh, got some scripture, maybe it's on our hearts, some different thoughts, uh, but I think I want to read over in 1 Corinthians to start with, uh, and then we'll just, just go from there, how the Lord leads. <coughs> uh, it'll be in the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. We'll read a little bit of it. There's one particular verse that's on our heart, but I'm going to start maybe in the, uh, in the 18th verse there, first chapter, and read down through uh, till we get to where, where the Lord's got our heart. But it said, uh, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God the world by wisdom knew not God, It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling brethren how that not many wise men after the flesh not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, the things which are not to bring to naught the things that are. And no flesh should glory in his presence. That no flesh should should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus. Who of God is made unto us wisdom. And righteousness. And sanctification. And redemption. That according. As, as it is written. He that glorieth let him glory in the Lord. And. I thought on on this a little bit. And in, in the main, main place there was maybe about the 27th verse. He said, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world <clears throat> to confound the things which are mighty. And you, you read on through there. That, that 29th verse says that no flesh should glory in his presence. And... You think on those things and, and some maybe what we were talking about just a minute ago. There's nothing in our flesh. There's nothing of us that there's to be glory in. And and, and you, you think about that and what's got me to this scripture and, and you can read it if you want to and we may read back there. I'm not sure. But it seems like I've been reading a lot here in Judges and thinking just a lot on Gideon. And I, I've been thinking about there where the Lord took You know, like uh, there was, I think, 32,000 men that he was going to send Gideon into battle with. And he narrowed that down to 300 men, divided them up into three portions of men, 100 apiece, and put vessels in their hands that were empty, holding lamps, and a trumpet in their hand. And I kept thinking on that right there, you know, because uh, I believe God, I trust God. But then, as I got to thinking on that right there, Conley, I thought how the Lord took something that looked like it would have had. He didn't want Israel glorying in what Israel had done. He didn't want Israel to look and say, "While we're mighty, we were able to overcome these these uh, these men." And and I thought about that. Judy, you, you go down through the Word of God and, and 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 you look at the things that God done. He took a he took a little old ruddy boy and conquered a great giant that had all of Israel scared. He took and, and he sent Elijah over there before the prophets of Baal and he set up, these, he wanted these altars set up and he gave them opportunity to call on their God and then he, he dug trenches and poured water all over it, over the offerings and filled up these
1: trenches and made it look impossible that this could take place. And, and I thought about how God in the ways that he does things and through the foolishness
0: of preaching.
1: God does all these things. And He took it and He made it look impossible,
0: Tommy. Made it just look totally impossible in man's eyes. And then He accomplished what He set out to do. To prove that it's not by man's strength. That it's not by man's might. And you think about when we come down here to the house of God. If, if we come down here with our eyes on the Lord. We come down here with our hearts set upon God's going to accomplish something. And things can get done. But when we start gathering ourselves together and thinking, boy, we've reached the pinnacle of our salvation, and we're <coughs> we're something great, we're something mighty, and we've accomplished something big, then that's when we're getting ready to fall. He said, them that exalt themselves shall be abased, or
1: be brought down. But when we come down to the house of God with an humble heart, can you, couldn't you just imagine as I got to thinking about that,
0: and, 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 and how
1: the Lord said in that he chose He chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak
0: things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. This world can't figure out what keeps the church going. It can't figure it
1: out. All that during the times when the church was persecuted. They couldn't figure out why they couldn't shut us up. They couldn't figure out why them disciples and them apostles, why they just kept on telling them about Jesus. Why they just kept on going. Why they took them in, they beat them, they scourged them told them to be quiet. And they wouldn't do it. They couldn't figure it out, Isaac. And, and, and then they couldn't figure out when these men would go to teach them that the wisdom that would come out of their mouth. From a bunch of unlearned men. And it's the same way today. The world can't figure it out. And until they open their eyes to the gift that God's got through faith, that we've got to humble ourselves in this way and come unto God through faith and believing in they're not going to get a hold of it. If we get our eyes off of the things that we, man has what we think such a great understanding in this world. We've got such wisdom. And we think we've got it all figured out. These, 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 these great scholars and these great theologians and all these other things, scientists that got so many degrees, uh, they ain't got enough walls to hang them on, and they think they've got so much figured out in this life, and they're going to get and they're going to go right through this world and miss the very thing that God sent to save them—the blood
0: of Jesus Christ. It's
1: foolishness. It's foolishness to them. Because how do you how do you obtain this? You've got to reach out through faith. It ain't something that you can get your hands on, it ain't something that you see said that the Greeks over there and, and, and these others said that they sought for a sign. A lot of people's got they want some kind of sign. They want something that they can see
0: naturally with their hand, and they don't want to have to reach out through faith to get a hold of what God's got. And it's foolishness to them. It confounds them, brother. It can fail them. They can't figure it out. I thought about two in this as I was thinking about that army of Gideon over there. How many of us? How many of us in here would want to go into a Bible with an empty vessel with a lamp in it and a trumpet in one hand? You want to go over and, and get into a great, a great battle with somebody, and all you've got is an empty vessel, a lamp, and a trumpet. But that's what God sent them up against them with. Wouldn't you rather look at it? And I'd rather have 32,000 men to march into battle. I'd rather have that in my natural mind. But the way that God goes about things, His ways are not our ways. I thought how he sent them in in the Bible that day. Gideon placed the trumpet in each one of their hands. He placed a vessel and a lamp. And he said, he said When I blow the trumpet, you blow the trumpet. When I break the vessel, you break the vessel. You blow the trumpet and you hold that lamp. I thought about how he could just make it on an old empty vessel with a light down on the inside of it. And he could send the armies of the Midianites around him. The sound of a trumpet, just a trumpet, the sound of it, would bring fear
1: in the hearts of great armies.
0: That's the church today.
1: We may be few in number, may not look like much, but I will tell you what, when God says blow the trumpet, blow the trumpet. When God says break the vessel, break the vessel. What are you talking about, preacher? We've got the Word of God in our hand. They had the trumpet in the right hand. They had the vessel in
0: the left hand. I'm going to tell you what, when God says, blow the trumpet, sound the word of God with everything that's in you.
1: When God says, break your old vessel, you know what, there's a light down on the inside of that vessel. Can't you just imagine the fear that struck into those
0: men's hearts when they heard this great noise and then they saw this light shine out in the midst of them.
1: Do You want to know what happens to the lost people when they come down to the house of God? The world can't figure this out. But when the church gets under subjection unto God, and when God says, blow the trumpet, when God says, sound that trumpet, and when God says, break your old vessel, sometimes when we don't feel like singing, we stand and sing. Sometimes when we don't feel like preaching, we stand and preach. Sometimes we don't feel like teaching, we stand and teach. God says, break that vessel, David. Sometimes tears will get to flowing down the face of a child of God. Hey, and I'm going to tell you what, when that happens, when this old vessel gets broke, they will mount on the inside of it
0: And I can't do nothing within myself. I can't help one soul within myself. When I let God break my vessel, He can confound this whole world. Maybe it's got to overcome when people find out how it happened. Don't you know there's a Don't you know today this world looks around and says... How did the old drunk get saved How did that old hard-hearted sinner get saved? How did they how did they ever become what they are today? I think so much about that about that uh, 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 uh gathering man on there in the tombs. How did every time everybody looked at him they thought how how that's the
1: old fellow that used to be down there in the tombs. That's the old fellow that used to cut himself.
0: That's that fellow we tried to find him with fetters, and we couldn't hold him. He run around naked, a madman. All it took was Jesus passing by his way, he became something nobody ever thought he could be. That's what me and you is. I'm, I'm just like that old fella down in the things. The Lord took something that was full of evil cleaned it up, closed it, and put it in its right mind. Made a vessel of honor out of it. Put a light down in it and can shine out. All that used to come out of that man was evil, Demons. Legions of them. The Lord moved all of that man south and moved in. And there's a light that shine out of that man's life. It's not accounted for because it, 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 it just wasn't for that man to be glorified. But I just wonder how many lives he touched from that point on. How many lives? Because the Lord did. He wanted to follow the Lord. And the Lord said, no, he said, you go back to your own country down there. You tell him. You tell him. Do you believe the Lord could take that man right there and use him more than he could some self righteous?" Upright something that hadn't ever done anything wrong. You see, he's down there to go testify what he's done for you. That's all the Lord wants us to do. He just takes these old foolish things. You know what foolish is? I'll tell you. It's 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 weak in intellect. It's a, a full of absurdity, and, and uh, yeah, that's just not having having any good thinking. Or good understanding. But you know all it takes? Faith. And a willingness to humble your heart to get a hold of what God's got for your life. And He will take you and use you. And it'll confound the wise. Not boasting in anything of myself. But if you'd have followed me around from the time I was a little old boy, I've always been dumb on the post. Couldn't speak good, couldn't do reports, couldn't do all them things. When the Lord started dealing with me, he preached. That's everything I throw at him I can't because of this and I can't because of that. And the Lord said, No, you can't, but I can. Not anything well known don't want to be. But all I want to be is a vessel for Him. Yeah. One that can be broken and let Him shine out. Mm-hmm. Why? Because just what we read to you right there. He said, That according as it is written, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. That's all I've got to glory in today. That's all that I've got to give, give honor and give, give praise to is the Lord. That he could take something as weak, something as foolish, void of any intellect, any understanding, anything. He could take that and use that. There's not one of us sitting in here. That, that just like I said before, that's that any lesser than another. We've all got an ability. You know what he did with those three hundred men? He put a trumpet in every one of their hands. He put a vessel in every one of their hands, and he put a light down inside that vessel for each one of them to be useful in that fight was break the vessel and blow the trumpet. Not all of us in here preachers, not all can be. But we've all got a choice got a, 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 a calling of God in our life. He said, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. We've got something to say. We've got a vessel to be broken. See If I can find I told you over you know, in Philippians, that one verse, but I was going to read something else. This world can't understand things. And I thought about this verse here in the, in the third chapter, of, uh, 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 fourth chapter, excuse me, I said third. Fourth chapter of Philippians in the seventh verse, it said, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What saves us is what keeps us. Christ Jesus. And the peace of God passes all understanding. Man can't figure it out. And he never will until he gets a hold of salvation. That's the only thing. I'm thankful today I thought about this as I've been thinking about Gideon and all these other things. I'm thankful that God can take something something that's nothing. He took this whole world. In the very beginning, the earth was without end, and it was void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon it. He went to speak into it. And he took one of the biggest nothings and made something out of it. That's what he did in my life. I was without form, was void. Darkness was upon the face of my name, and the Spirit of the Lord went upon me. And he went to speak, him, and he made something out of nothing. And he's still in the business of that today. I won't tell the man's name. But I thought about it. I know I'm using uh, Trevor for an example. I thought about it he got saved the other day. I can remember several years ago up at Bethesda, there's a young man come in with a friend of his. And I'm not saying, I'm not predicting this young man's future, but I'm just telling him about something. As somebody come in with a friend of theirs, got saved one Sunday morning. I ran into him up at the hospital the other day up there. He's been preaching the gospel for I don't know how many years. now. Yes. Yeah. God's been using his life, his pastor, church now. He came in, a young man, didn't know nothing about the Lord. Didn't know anything. Wasn't really raised around it. God got to knock knocking on his heart one Sunday morning. God dropped him out. <coughs> and the Lord took nothing, made something. Not because this man's in great things, but you know what he is? He's willing to preach the gospel. He's willing to stand for the Word of God. So if you'll do that, even if you'll do that, you'll be something in your life. You'll be something that will glorify God. In. And that's all we're here for. Right. We ain't here to, to build a great name. I ain't here to, to blow all the walls out on this church and have my name plastered all over it. I ain't here to have bands and cars sitting out there with well, a pastor Dean's this church. No, that ain't what it's about. I just want to see people come to know Jesus. And I hope they forget me. I'm being dead honest with you. I hope they forget me, but I hope they to see Jesus. Because what? Before that light could shine out of that vessel, the vessel had to be broken. When it was broken, it was done with. It was just the light that mattered after then. That's all that matters today. Is the light of Jesus Christ. That's what moved him down on the inside of this old boy That's twelve years old. That still today shines out. That trumpet that got placed in my hand, the gospel trumpet. i to blow it wherever I go. I want the world to see Jesus, not to see Dean. Because I tell you, when people get to see Dean, they usually get mad at me. <laughs> they really do, and most of the time they just—they just really don't like me. <laughs> Cause I ain't much to love and I ain't much to like. The only thing I got is what's on the inside of me. Yes. And just like you, I just like everybody in here, I fight this old flesh every second of my day. We do. Every one of us in here don't. Just cause call you're called pastor, teacher, or song leader, or, or, or whatever. Every one of us is fighting every day. I'm gonna tell you what, I got one walks with me that can overcome it and has overcome it. And if it wasn't for him, we'd make one step. That's why my favorite scripture: without him, we can do nothing. I can't do a thing, darling, without him. <coughs> Not one thing. But on from where I read there in that 12th verse, he said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. How to confound this world when God takes something weak, something ignorant, and uses it for glory. He dwindled everything down in the Word of God when it came to a battle, He took it down to its smallest amount. He took it down to its weakest point to show the world who does it. Otherwise, man would glory in himself. Otherwise, man would think I was strong enough. I'll give you one example over there. When Achan, they was going through over in Canaan and they was just conquering. They had just conquered Jericho. One man brought Sandy to the camp. They said, ah, We don't need that many to go up against the way I. Over oh, they just wore up to, to conquer somebody. else. We don't need that much we to take them. We just took Jericho. We don't need near them. And we don't already got defeated. And we don't already got beat down because sin was in the camp. See, they're trying to go into battle without God That's when he'll show you who you are. I've tried to fight battles without him, and I'll tell you what you'll lose. You'll be brought down like you've never been brought down. But I appreciate the Lord tonight. That's what God has given you. Amen. Preacher, you've been awful short here lately. Sorry. Just the way the Lord's been really giving it to me. I'm gonna tell you something. I ain't up here to meet an hour's worth of time. I ain't up here to meet fifteen minutes worth of time. I'm up here to remind the Lord. Yeah. If he gets done with me in ten, five, then it'll be enough. Jonah went over and did preach with a few words. All men of it repented. So that's what it's all about. Just yeah. just minding him. Anybody